0: Do you think that Alexander Hamilton would like Twilight?
1: Yes, he would. I think. See, that one feels clear to me. I feel that Hamilton would identify with Bella, but I wonder. Absolutely. If, but I wonder if Bella would think it was too mainstream.
0: Hello? I know what you are. You know what I am. Am I? Oh no. Your skin is pale, white and ice cold. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it is. You speak as if you're from a different time. Oh no. Why are you not quoting this movie with me?
1: <laughs> it's you know of all the fandoms that we both engage in. And of all of, like, the moments in our lives where we've conveyed our emotion and meaning in a back-to-back quote-off of, diff- of like, a scene that perfectly fits the, uh-huh. the moment, this is one that I'm not, um, not by choice necessarily, but I'm not, I don't know much about Twilight. Okay, well,
0: your line at this point would be, say it! Out loud. Say it out. <laughs> oh, no, wait. First, I would go, first, I would go, how old are you? And then you'd say 17. And then I would say, how long have you been 17? And then you would pause for a super long time. And then you would say, a while.
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't just say a while. Oh my gosh, that's a so while.
0: funny. Have you, Aaron? Yeah, uh, I mean, I know you said that you're you're not super familiar, but like you've seen the movie. This is a very memorable scene in the movie, and I. Let's <laughs> see. When I
1: watch it, I'm just so distracted by, by Edward's little scowl.
0: Yeah, because he's a vampire and he's miserable because he's lived like a hundred sure. years sure. with no one to love him. Okay, that's <laughs> oh, that is an
1: issue. <laughs>
0: Okay, hi. We're Pop hi, and this is hello. This is our
1: w- one of our annual bubba birthday bonuses. It's
0: my birthday, it's birthday in a few days, so I finally roped Aaron into talking about Twilight.
1: <laughs> I I'm here willingly. I'm fully here willingly. <laughs> for my
0: birthday. <laughs> it's her birthday. Um. um yes. Yeah, so. This is Twilight. So, this the is the bonus episode. So, this is Twilight, and what have you done? <laughs> so, this is Twilight.
1: <laughs> what
0: have you done? I mean, that feels relevant. Um... Absolutely. <laughs> In our bonus episodes, these work differently from our normal, like, more organized and yes. structured episodes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So, what I'm saying is, the, you, this is gonna be a wild ride
1: this is um, gonna, well especially we... like can you be like it's gonna be a wild ride because of, of Twilight as well because of oh the
0: content yes. but also because like I mean like we have an idea of what we want to talk about but we don't really have an outline or a plan no. so, so this is gonna be this is gonna be fun can, uh, yes yes so I believe that we have sufficiently introduced yes <laughs> this episode
1: for oh here's my line a while there we go yes I did it I did it
0: yay <laughs> <laughs> okay Aaron uh-huh. I feel like this is a question that we need to discuss right now yes. I know you put it you put it in our list of possible questions okay. But I I need to know this right now, Team Edward, or Team Jacob, uh, J- or neither. Well, well, I'm I'm neither. Neither is an option. I'm
1: I'm unenthused about either. Um, <laughs> I think. Well, okay, but here I'll answer as I would when I was seventeen, because Bella's seventeen, right? Uh huh. Yep. I would be fully Team Edward because, on account of the angst. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, and or yourself. Well, okay. So I agree. Like, when I was 17, I would have been Team Edward, but I would have been really, like, in denial about it. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, like, a little bit later, like, when I, like, like, when the movies were coming out, by then, like, I was in college. Yeah. So... I would, like, ironically say that, like, I'm Team Mike. Like, Mike <laughs> Newton. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Or, like, I'm Team Charlie or Team Yeah Carlisle. I yeah. don't know. Um, <laughs> well. But you know what? I never... Okay, so this is so interesting because whenever the, quote, unquote, love triangle of the Hunger Games comes mm-hmm. up, I very adamantly say, no, that is not a love triangle. And I am Team Katniss uh-huh but I've never said that I'm team Bella and that's why I put that in the
1: question because you are so fervently yeah. team Katniss and I love I'm that I'm
0: fervently team Katniss
1: yeah you know I get that though
0: and you know I think that like uh, but, uh, are we getting into this now I we're, think
1: <laughs> we're getting into it
0: Bella as a character the way she's written uh-huh She's such a blank slate. Yeah. And that's intentional so that the reader can project themselves onto yes. her. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I feel like it's like if you say that you're team Bella, then like you're team yourself. Ooh, like yeah. <laughs> so maybe we should all be team Bella. We should all be team Bella. I love that. I like that. I love that. Yeah. We're all team Bella. Yes. Oh. <laughs> This is going great. I'm so excited. We're doing really well at this podcast thing. (laughs) I'm
1: so excited. Uh,
0: I hope you didn't hear my bottle cap just then. No. It's taking
1: the... before we fully dive in, what are we watching? What are you watching? Oh,
0: yes. Our favorite. What are we watching? You know what? I have a couple of really fun things ah, (laughs) that I've been watching. So I... (laughs) um so i started watching shrinking i want to watch that you would love it okay um it's about therapists yeah yeah um so jason siegel is the main character and like he's a therapist and his wife has recently passed away Mm. i don't I don't know if they ever say like how recently, but like it's it's fresh enough that like he's still like very much yeah. like yeah at a very low functioning level <laughs> in you know because of grief yeah um, and he all they he also has a teenage daughter and so like his relationship with his daughter is like really strained since you know since his wife's passing and so like there's that dynamic going on but then like (laughs) so it sounds like really depressing but there's actually like so much like joy and so much like humor in this show at the same time um so also it has such a stacked cast sure like jessica williams is his colleague so she's also a therapist and she like uh, the the very first scene that her character was in, she was like singing to herself while like filling up a water bottle. I'm like, oh my goodness, I love her immediately. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> and then like in the next episode, she gets a new car and she names it. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what this is me. Yes. <laughs> what what yes. And she's so funny. And oh, and Harrison Ford is oh wow. Like, Han Solo is
1: in
0: it. You guys, Han Solo is in it. (laughs) Han Solo is in the show, Um, and he's like the, like the reluctant mentor therapist.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's very, it's very Han Solo in the Force Awakens. Ah, Honestly, like that. Yeah. (laughs) And then, oh, and um, Krista Miller is also in it, and she plays like the the neighbor lady sure who's possibly a little too nosy but she's also like a complex character and like you empathize with her while recognizing that she's annoying it's great it's like love that it's so well written and it's so like i'm only i think i'm only on like episode four but yeah like it's just so like Real and honest, but also like just hilarious at the same time. I gotta watch that. That sounds. Right. You gotta
1: watch it. That sounds right up my alley. You watch it. I've been kind of saving it for a rainy day because I did see. <clears throat> I really like Jason Segel. Um. Yeah. And then I really He's Marshall Erickson. He's Mar- He's Marshall freaking Erickson. <laughs> um. And I also, it's obviously fascinating to me to watch how how
0: therapists are written and to see like, huh. yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. yeah, I'll be interested to hear like your insight as somebody who actually knows about well the fields. My knowledge is loading, but yes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that true of all of us though that's
1: that's that's something a therapist would say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also today, this afternoon, I just watched this documentary on Amazon called Judy Bloom Forever. I thought you were going to say that. I really want to see that. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um cuz of course like I think um the movie of Are You There God It's Me Margaret. I think that comes out this weekend. I'm
1: so excited for that movie. Yeah,
0: I never I never read that book um but I did read a lot of other Judy Bloom books growing Same. up. Same. Yeah. And yeah, so the documentary it was <laughs> It was so good. It so like I did not know like I I think I like kind of knew that like a lot of her books for like tweens and teens like in the 70s and 80s were like kind of controversial sure. because they were the first books that were like really honest about like what preteens yeah. are actually going through like through puberty and like all these questions about like their bodies and sex and like yeah. you know um and she was like really the first author who was like really honest with kids about those things. That's awesome. And yeah, but there was like it was like people were very like you know, not okay yeah. <laughs> with this. Um like especially like in the eighties and like a lot of her books were banned and mm. um and you know like she was taken out of like school libraries and Yeah. Yeah and so it was like I think I think this documentary like may have just come out like really recently I think it um, did yeah Yeah so of course like toward the end like they you know bring in like some commentary about how like books are being banned again yeah like right now right currently now. in our country yeah books are being banned um people are dictating what children can read. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like she Judy Bloom is like so lovely and yeah. like warm and wonderful. Uh, like she's my hero. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> and they also so like they interviewed a lot of people like well a lot of like children's and YA authors but then also a few like actors and filmmakers just about like The impact that her work has had on their work and their lives. It was like very, very good. Yeah. I was like, I was like crying in the club a little bit. (laughs) So, yes, go watch Shrinking on Apple TV and Judy Bloom Forever on Amazon Prime.
1: Yes. What are you
0: watching, Erin? so did you have something to say about that no i I just
1: i really want to watch both of those things yes Um, you should (laughs) there is so so there's a ridiculous show called smash
0: oh about the 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 broadway show
1: yeah the making of yeah it's the making of a fake broadway musical that's now had a concert uh, performance and everyone always every six months they post we're actually gonna do it I don't know oh. but um, oh I ha- was
0: not aware of any of this I was just ha- aware of, of the TV series that was canceled after like six episodes or whatever
1: yeah it got it got <laughs> two seasons um, mm.
0: and here's the thing okay, more than I <laughs> more than
1: I thought here's the thing about this show the songs uh-huh. <laughs> are really legitimately good. Like, really Mm -hmm. legitimately, like, beautiful voices throughout the cast. They're all legitimate Broadway actors. Like, the show, Mm script-wise, is horrible.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. So, like, what I remember about the show, because I think I must have watched, like, most of season one. But, like, what I was really interested in and what I thought the show was going to be was like this really in-depth behind the scenes look about how a Broadway show is is produced, you know, is written yeah. and is, you know, staged and cast and like all of the pre like I found that so fascinating. But that wasn't what the show wanted to be clearly.
1: I don't know <laughs> why you would think that. The show is only called Smash the Making of a Broadway Musical. I don't know right. why you would think that they would go into the making of a Broadway like, musical. I thought
0: it, I thought it was going to be like um, like slings and arrows, but totally. on Broadway, totally. Like that was that's a brilliant idea for a show.
1: Yeah, it is, it is. C, <laughs> it is a CW level show. <laughs> it's yeah. horrible, but the be- the voices are beautiful. The arrangements of the song songs are beautiful like there's a rendition of Vienna by um, Billy Joel oh my... yes thank you there's a <laughs> rendition of Vienna by Billy Joel that makes me cry like every time I hear it Um Bernadette Peters is in this thing like mm. it's really really good music wise and then everything else is just awful uh-huh. and I'm here <laughs> for it so that's what I've been watching love it um, I love yeah. that for you like <laughs> This is something that it, it's. You gotta watch it, but it's just like it's a type of show where it casts like thirty-five year olds to play seventeen, but they don't uh-huh. look seventeen, uh-huh. and, and their reactions to things aren't even. How like, long have they been seventeen? Yeah, how long has this person been seventeen? A so, while. Oh, and like, <laughs> and it's the kind of show where it's. We've talked about this before, but where like. They have to have all of the bad drama. Like, obviously, Mm. we had to have an affair and we have to have an illness. And we also have to have, like, it's just enough already. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's what I've been watching.
0: (sighs) Are you still reading Wheel of Time? I am.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm like 650 pages in. Ooh,
0: progress.
1: 900. I think there's 980 or something. So we're getting there.
0: Nice. I am um, currently uh listening to an audiobook. Um uh, so Rain Wilson just released a book called Soul Boom that I'm listening to the audio and I really like it. Nice. It's really it's about like um like it's basically about like spirituality and like how cool We need to, and how we can acknowledge, you know, the this our soul or our spirit, or you know, like whatever whatever it is that you believe, um, it exists beyond you know the physical, and like, I'm maybe, like, a third of the way through it right now. I was listening to it while I was, like, putting a piece of furniture together. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, like, it's really good. So he is, um, I guess he was raised in the Baha'i faith, which I had no Interesting. I had no I idea. Yeah. And then he kind of, like, returned to it in adulthood, which is also, like, really fascinating to me. Yeah. But I think that, like, it's, I think that he's done such a, like he's he's been like so conscious and so like um so good at like making this kind of a universal thing that like you don't have to be of any certain religion or or even like you don't have to be of any religion at all um to kind of get get something out of this book cuz i think that like it's it's like it's you know ways of like thinking about yourself and ways of treating yourself that I think anybody can benefit from. That's life. really awesome. Yeah, regardless of you know belief or, yeah. or faith or whatever. So yeah, I'm 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 really liking it. It's re- it's I was thinking about it and so if you remember a few months ago I talked about Michael Schur's book. Yeah, which I also listen to on audio, which is um, How to Be Perfect. And it's basically like the <laughs> kind of like the nuts and bolts of like moral philosophy and like what sure. our moral responsibility is as humans toward yeah. other humans. So it was like a more practical way of thinking about it. But I feel like the these two books together work really nicely because yeah. on the one side you have like, what are, like, the action, the actions that you should do right. to uphold your moral responsibility as a human versus, like, in Soul Boom, which is about, like, how can you internalize those things, like, inward and upward, right, to, yeah. um, to like, kind of live more holistically. Um, yeah,
1: interesting.
0: Really interesting. I'll have to, so. those are,
1: like two things that have been on my mind a lot because we're in a morality and ethics class in my oh, training yeah. course and it's it's interesting to pair legality with our like you just said our um, duty to others as humans mm-hmm. and then our duty to others as therapists so it's like right it's super interesting to look at like how does that combine with legality there and like so I should check out both those books because I've been thinking yes, a lot should. about all those things yeah
0: they're both written by people who were involved with the office I'm
1: obsessed with both the <laughs> Moe's and um,
0: Moe's and Dwight <laughs> who
1: knew they the were the sweetest in the the Shroot
0: cousins both <laughs> wrote Sh- books about like morals and the soul and stuff <laughs> I love
1: it I love it
0: Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) So is Angela is Angela the and Peggy of that scenario? And Peggy, if we have the Shrew cousins, the
0: the Shrew cousins.
1: (laughs) Or is it Bj Novak? Is it or is it Michael? (laughs) Who?
0: Well, who are the who are the 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 analog? characters for the Skyler sisters so obviously Michael is Hamilton (laughs) okay so then (laughs) Dwight I honestly like Dwight would be Aaron Burr that's what I that was
1: my inkling right right? yeah yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. um so then like Jim would be like I don't know Jefferson uh
1: Jefferson but he know. thinks he's Lafayette cuz Lafayette's But he the thinks coolest. he's Lafayette cuz yeah.
0: cuz they're the same person. <laughs>
1: yeah, but he like thinks he yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Uh yeah.
1: <laughs> I love this.
0: Anyway, so we <laughs> so Okay. Do you think that um do you think that Bella Swan would like Hamilton?
1: Ooh.
0: Do you think that Alexander Hamilton would like twilight
1: yes he would i think see that one feels clear to me i feel that hamilton would identify with bella but i wonder absolutely but i wonder if bella would think it was too mainstream
0: so she would have thought it was cool in like 2016
1: yeah like
0: she would have now it's just way too
1: popular leaked recording of the when they did like the presidential meeting they oh they put that
0: That have, like, different lyrics. Mm -hmm.
1: They put it on NPR when it... I remember I was going to rehearsal for something, and they had it on NPR um, as, like, this is the song, um, and it was the opening. So, yeah, Bella would have liked it then, Uh and then gotten over it.
0: But now too many people like it, so... Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. I mean, Bella does like some popular things. That's true. Something... Like, her favorite movies are Beauty and the Beast and The Empire Strikes Back. So... I love you for knowing that. <laughs> I love that. Um, so... <laughs> okay, let's talk about what we think each Twilight character's favorite Star Wars movie is. <laughs> This is important. Okay. This is important. Bella says that her favorite is the Empire Strikes Back, but her real favorite is Attack of the Clones. Okay. You cannot tell me different. You um, cannot tell her <laughs> different on this one. Um, Jacob's favorite is Revenge of the Sith.
1: Obviously.
0: Okay. Of course. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Um, Edward's favorite is... Um, He also says that his favorite is The Empire Strikes Back, but his real favorite is The Phantom Menace.
1: Lying to get a girl. Come on now. Uh uh
0: Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. They're both lying to each other about their favorite Star Wars movie. Um, It's (laughs) poetry. It's poetry. poetry. (laughs) Charlie's favorite is, um, is A New Hope. Like the original, Charlie has a favorite. Charlie has a a horse
1: in this race. Is this all in this book? What
0: happened? No, I'm just (laughs) making this up. So you said it with such authority. I was (laughs) like, is this all covered? Alice's favorite is the Last Jedi because Alice is cool like that. Because she's. What's interesting? All of the Cullens would have seen like the original Star Wars trilogy during its original theatrical run. Sure. So, I think they all also um, probably love Return of the Jedi because who doesn't like? Ewoks, I mean, yeah, come on. The redemption of Anakin Skywalker. Anyway, so it's got we're everything. Talking... <laughs> It's got this movie has everything. This movie has everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it has a great band at Jabba's palace. <laughs> I love Return of the Jedi, you guys. Erin. Um, yes. Um, tell me about your first experience with Twilight. And just uh, your relationship with this work.
1: <laughs> I was on the East Coast uh, doing a school tour. I was a junior in my junior year of high school. And I was doing on the East Coast doing a tour of colleges. Um, mm, and I read... The entire thing cover to cover <laughs> in like two days because it was my not my first, but it, it was like my third stress read in my life where something oh, big was happening in my life and I just dove in. I remember sitting on the Long Island Railroad reading Twilight cover to cover um, okay. as was, I mean, let's be honest, everyone else was too. It was very like of yeah. the time, but um and I for I really liked it. I really had a fun time with it. And yeah. then for no <laughs> it's a <fun> re- read. <laughs> it's a fun read for no real reason at all. I think I, I got busy or something. I don't know. I just never read any of the other ones. Um, or maybe it like existed so perfectly in a, I needed this right now. Situ- mm, so like sure. I never went back to it, but it like, it wasn't, That I didn't like it. I just never really went back. Um, But it it holds, you know, for something that I don't feel like I'm a part of the fandom. That's a really core memory for me is like touring those colleges and thinking about like what adult life was like. And uh, well, adult in quotations, because college Uh is college life is
0: an adult life. (laughs) It's fun,
1: but um, it holds a special part in that time in my life um so I I really appreciate it even if it's not something I'm like identifying with uh huh
0: yeah and
1: yourself what was your first kind of story here
0: so so I was let's see it was like the summer before I like moved away to college yeah I was um I so, like, it was actually a co-worker. I worked in a daycare. And my co-worker, who was in high school at the time, um, said that, like, we were just, like, chatting about, like, oh, yeah, like, we both like to read. What have you been reading lately? And she was like, oh, and I just read Twilight because, like, it's so... <laughs> I was like, wait, you just read what? She's like, Twilight? Um, Have you not heard of this? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, okay. Um. And then, like, I don't know why. Like, she didn't really tell me anything about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why. I was just like, oh, I'm, like, very intrigued by this for sure. some reason. I don't know. I think part of it was that, like, I had never really, I hadn't really read YA as a teenager. Okay. Yeah. And so this is, like, my first, I mean, honestly, Twilight really kind of, like, changed the game in in YA fiction right sure, like sure, sure. it it was it was a it was a cultural reset um right. <laughs> um so like I ended up like I went to I think I just like went to Target and was like <laughs> for something else and I was like oh we'll see if they have Twilight in the books and they <laughs> they have like a, a whole display oh with, I'm like, sure all of yeah them. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is a big deal. Um, so yeah, I think like my <laughs>
1: copy was also from Target.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I still have it. I still huh. have my copy that I bought at Target. Um <laughs> and I <laughs> So I have um this was like apparently a very formative experience for me because I I have like a series of blog posts that I've written (laughs) about my first experiences with reading Twilight. But basically, I, um, so, like, I read, I, you know, I, like, I read it cover to cover, and, like, the moment I finished reading, like, the moment I closed the book, I, I was in the living room at my house, my, well, my parents' house, but I lived with them because I was Uh a teenager. I... (laughs) I picked up my car keys from the coffee table. I got in my car and I drove to target to buy <laughs> new moon. <laughs> of course. And, and, and then like, I read that one super fast as well. Um, but I think I then ended up ordering, um, eclipse and breaking dawn, um, from Amazon. Um, because, yeah. like, I, so I like, I ordered them like, before I started reading New Moon so that I would have them ready. <laughs> of course. <laughs> when I was done with New Moon. Yeah. And this was like, like a month before I was, you know, set to move away to college. So like, I read these books, I read all four of them within like two weeks yeah. and I brought them with me to college. Yeah. And, uh, I, and this was also like when the movie was about to come out. So like, that's probably why, you know, like it was such a big deal at Target. Totally. Just because the movie yeah. was coming out. Um, and so, like, I had to, I made sure to, like, come home the weekend that it came out so that I could go see it. Um, <laughs> 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 and then, like, I mean, like, my favorite, like, memory or experience related to Twilight is that it became a tradition for my cousins and I. To go see each new Twilight movie on... Because, like, they always came out, like, around Thanksgiving. Sure. So, we would... So, like, you know, we'd have Thanksgiving with, like, extended family. And then the four of us would, like, either, like, that night or the next day, we would go and see the new Twilight movie. And we were able to do that for, you know, like, four years in a row or something. I love Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that to me is, like, what like you know twilight has been something to bond over with you yeah. know my cu- my cousins who are who are my friends as yeah. well as as well as family so yeah it's <laughs> it's really nice well, our that's group lovely. our group text is uh is named team edward so <laughs> perfect <laughs> um yeah, yeah. so Hmm, where do we go from here? Where um, where to go? Where to go? There's um, so many. To, <laughs> there's yeah. so there's so much. Um, ooh, hmm.
1: <laughs> well, should we talk about the TV show just to get us into? Oh it yeah, on? that's yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So well, and we. <laughs> um, do do we need to give any background info on like the book and the movies? And... I feel like people... No, we're fine. Okay. Yeah. So, um it was announced like how long ago? Like a little over a week ago as we're recording this. Um it was announced that Lionsgate Television, which Lionsgate is the is the um the studio that actually produced the movies as well. So sure. their television um is in early development on a series that could bring author Stephanie Meyer's book series back to life after the wildly successful movies. Sorry, this is a headline from the Hollywood reporter. So of um, <laughs> so of course. Um but it's interesting though it says could uh could bring the book series back to life. Huh. So is it not are they not officially doing it yet? Right. I don't know. Um and it also says it's an early development, so like the way, mm. you know, like it could come to nothing. We don't know. Um cuz that happens all the time, right? That, yeah. like something, you know, is optioned but then just never yeah. gets, gets made. Um but it's so funny like this Hollywood reporter article uh it's like I don't know. It's maybe like 350, 400 words. Okay. But it doesn't say very much. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind. It doesn't tell us anything. Sure. Like it's... It, it even says reps for Lionsgate Television declined to comment. Um. <laughs> um so it does give us this, just like this little nugget here. It does say um, that in 2017, five years after Breaking Dawn part two, wrapped up Myers film adaptations, um, Lionsgate CEO, John Feldheimer told Wall Street during an earnings call that there are a lot more stories to be told and we're ready to tell them when our creators are ready to tell those stories. So basically, uh, he thinks that they can make more money from it, which is true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, oh, and he said this in reference to both Twilight and the Hunger Games, which Lionsgate also produced. Right. Um, and we know like there is, uh, I think the trailer just came out today for um, the Hunger Games prequel. Um, right. The ballad of songbirds and snakes. That's coming out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think it's also um, important to note that in 2020, um, Stephanie Meyer released the fabled Midnight Sun. Yes. <laughs> um, which is Twilight from Edwards POV. Yeah. It's so interesting. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer's really getting that bag. So she <laughs> she has okay. So she wrote Twilight, right? And then she also in 2015. I don't know if you remember this, but in 2015 she released Life and Death, which is gender swapped Twilight. Interesting. And then in 2020, we got Midnight Sun. So she has written the same story three times, and that's fascinating. Made bank. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she has. <laughs> like she
0: keep, she's keeps making, you know, making money off the same story um which, you know, that like good for her, yeah. I guess. Um <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, but I think that like like Midnight Sun being released kind of like renewed the the excitement yeah. um, and kind of like revitalized the like core fan base so yeah. like there's a lot of kind of hype right now um so yeah yeah we don't know anything about what the what the TV series is going to do um but it could happen <laughs> hmm you know it's kind of, it's
1: kind of funny to me that like as we're talking about it i have the the twilight time capsule Capsule guy's voice in my head from Parks and Rec when he wants to put oh <laughs> yes uh, Twilight <laughs> yeah yeah ex- that's exactly the clip that I have in my head every time you said it I I had his little voice in my yes Twilight yes um,
0: Twilight
1: and I bring that up in jest but I also think it leads into like how this became such a cultural phenomenon that even yes. like the Parks and Rec writers would acknowledge there
0: were several episodes of Parks and Rec which had like heavy twilight
1: references yeah and like (laughs) the whole point of that episode was that like okay this feels really trivial but it's not because it mattered to this person and it connected him with his daughter and Mm -hmm. so like how do we make meaning and who's to say what's you know meaningful um Yeah, I really liked your question here about, you know, why is this why is this compelling? Why are yeah. so why does it have such a a fan base?
0: Yeah. Well, what what do you what do you think that the answer to that question is?
1: <laughs> I think um I think I'll, you know, I think it has a lot to do I think so the strengths of of the books for me are They're equal parts intriguing, can't be fun. Uh And also, like, it's interesting. to Everyone loves a vampire. Like, it's interesting to see these, like, really old characters from lore be reimagined in present day or at the time present day. And kind of... um, I do also think it stems from something that you already hit on um about how bella is a blank slate so you really Mm, can yeah you really can self-insert in these books and it makes it really fun they're a fun read um and yeah what, what are you thinking
0: um yeah i think like i mean I can have theories about why I think it had such a ma- like such a wide appeal and still does. I know like for me what what I was the most intrigued by was like the it was like the vibe, right? Totally. Like it sets a mood, it sets it a does. tone. And like when I first read it, I didn't recognize this at the time but what i think i was responding to was like this like gothic aesthetic or like a gothic um, sensibility yeah um because like it like it is like it is like it is a gothic romance like right. that's you know like straight from the 18th century like it's it's <laughs> yeah. romance of the forest right um yeah and Radcliffe uh (laughs) yeah like and it's so it's so interesting I think that like around the time that I was reading Twilight I mean I had already read all of Jane Austen at that point but like I had like I think I had already decided that like North Anchor Abbey was my favorite of Jane which is the one that is a parody of 18th century gothic romances. Sure. So I think like, I don't know. I, I, I just think that there's like something about the like gothic, the gothic in fiction. Yeah. Um, Especially like these 18th century gothic romances where, you know, they're all about like a young woman who you know like finds herself in uh an, a, in an unfamiliar place that has like hidden dark secrets yeah that eventually come to light like this, this is the blueprint of a gothic romance yeah um, right and then like there's always a um like a love interest that you know is misunderstood or or is like um you know, mysterious, Um, like that's like a hallmark of these as well. Um, But I think that like, I mean, we can look at like the history of Gothic romance, which was like, you know, like it's, it's biggest audience was young women. And yeah. um, Like, I think that back then what appealed was that, the young women protagonists had agency. They could exercise yeah. their will. They could, um, they could like explore, you know, like curiosities and, and, and tendencies that might have been seen as like socially, um, you know, Socially taboo for right. for women at the time, um, and I think that like I mean in a weird way like I mean Twilight definitely does have like some issues with like internalized misogyny.
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh.
0: But at the same time, I feel like we see Bella make choices that are her own choices. And a lot of the time like she makes really dumb choices, right? Yeah, yeah. But like we see her acting, like taking action because of her own agency, like because yeah. of her that's what she has decided to do. Sure. Um yeah, and I feel like that is like so it's so appealing. Especially to teenage girls, because, yeah. like, teenage girls are the most, like, disenfranchised people, or at least some of the most disenfranchised people in our society. Like, they're, you know, like, our, our culture loves to make fun of teenage girls and yeah. the things that they like, right? Which absolutely. Which absolutely happened with Twilight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but I think that, like, for teen girls... Seeing the protagonist of a book like making her own choices and then in the end, like getting everything that she wanted, like it is a wish fulfillment fantasy in the end, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah, that was a very long winded answer. I loved it (laughs) just to say that, like, it's a wish fulfillment fantasy, and and yeah, and. At least for teenage girls, it's, like, kind of vicarious empowerment, I guess. <laughs> yeah. As as someone who is literally
1: a valley girl, I grew up in the valley of Los Angeles. <laughs> we, um, we get trivialized all the time, young women.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: all the time. Yep. <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well... <laughs> I mean we should we talk about like the the twilight haters? Yeah. And like the anti the anti twilight. I don't mm, that doesn't bring me joy. I don't know if I want to. Sure. Talk about no, that. that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I mean there is like inherent misogyny sure. in you know anything that is mostly popular with girls. Young women, teenage teenage girls, like, is going to be, you know... Yeah. To, like, the entire romance genre of yeah. literature is, is constantly um, in this crossfire, so... Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and Twilight is romance, so... You it's, got it's... caught up in the crossfire. Because you're a romance novel. <laughs> okay.
1: Exactly, yes.
0: Um, yeah...
1: I really like your question. Um, about all of, but that didn't bring joy, perhaps.
0: Um, which wait, which one are you talking I'm about? I'm looking at
1: because question three leads into question four.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean. And we kind of, like, we, we don't, have to, on some we don't it. have to dwell on it. Like, we I can think, definitely yeah. acknowledge the, you know, like, the internalized misogyny. Yes. Um. The, like, glorification of purity culture. Yeah. Um, and also, like, some pretty egregious uh, racism toward indigenous yeah. people. Absolutely. Like, yeah. we, you know... Like we don't have to dwell on those things. Like there are, um, I'll even uh like link some resources for anybody who wants to like look deeper into those things. Um, yeah. Cause like you know, we're not the experts on on that for sure. Um, and it's important to to acknowledge to leave that. space at yeah. the table for it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, so like when we talk about the problems in twilight that's what i'm yeah what i'm referring to right? right um so this question that i had is there a way that twilight since it is you know possibly being adapted into a tv series yeah. is there a way that we can adapt twilight you know with all of those problems like, like being fully aware of all of those problems and adapt it in a way that addresses those things. Yeah. Or is it just like just throw the whole thing away <laughs> like it can't be salvaged, right. right? I don't know, what do you think?
1: I'm real I would be so interested to see how it would be done cuz I do think with with Bella being such a self a potential self insert i think that there's a wide range of possibility um Mm -hmm. to tell to tell the story in a different way than it's it's appearing right now and to potentially address some of these things that that we're seeing i think that um even with the like what four different ways that this story has the, the same story has been told? I think it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's proving that it's it's something that can be placed um, to answer different questions and to address different things. So, um, I would love for them to do that. Um, is my long winded answer? I do. Th- I mm-hmm. think. Um, yeah, I would. I think it would take, like, it would take looking at the text um, pretty finely and deciding, like, making sure that we know what story we're telling. I think it would, it would take that kind of clarity. Um, But I think it would be a really, I actually think it would be a really good and potentially healing thing to do if, if someone would do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it definitely does, like you said, like it, there's like potential for something really interesting. Um, yeah, I think that like, especially, you know, with Midnight Sun having come out, which is like, it is like, scene for scene, Almost, yeah. like, the same, you know, as Twilight, but it's from a different point of view. So, yeah. like, melding those two together, I think you could, you know, yeah. would would give you a lot of material um, for a TV series. Just purely from, like, a storytelling and character standpoint, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as far as, like, addressing, like, those actual problems with the text um like yeah I think it's they're like there's such a fine line like it's such a tricky thing because like how do you address we'll say you know like the the kind of like latent misogyny inherent in a lot of Bella and Edwards interactions yeah Um, like do you just like point it out but then not actually change anything about about that interaction. Sure, sure. Um, then you're just kind of lamp shading, and or, yeah, like that's not really. Or like, do you fundamentally change the dynamic of their interactions? Yeah. To you know to not be misogynistic. But then does that completely change the story, right? Like right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that like we're really like, so I mean, like, yes, I think that there is a way that you can that 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 it could be done um, to adopt the text, but like, you know, in a transformative way that that like, um, like like you said, that like kind of brings some healing to those to those issues. Yeah. But like it's it's gonna be really, really tricky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And who knows if they're if that's what they're even planning to do. Maybe they're right. they're not even thinking that I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't- I would also
1: be just worried about who is in the writer's room and like Mm -hmm. thinking about nothing about us without us and thinking about like who is, who is telling the story, who's at, who's at the helm there, um, would be really important also, um, Mm -hmm. which we know is not always the case, um. In terms of what's actually happening in Hollywood. So, yeah. Just definitely caution there. <sighs> yeah.
0: Caution. 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 Um, but I think so, one thing. So, like. <laughs> Twilight. The text has been like. Unofficially adapted to oh. TikTok videos. <laughs> cool. Just in general, there's one series, like TikTok series in particular, that a mutual of mine is like currently making, where yeah. she, uh, she, it's it's um, Twilight, if Bella were like other girls. <laughs> interesting because there's like i mean bella does definitely have this vibe of like she's not like other girls right (laughs) so this is like what if bella was exactly like other girls and proud of the fact that you know she's a girl and she like And she also likes other girls. Like she's friends with other girls and enjoys their company. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yes. Um, And it's really, yeah, like it's really good. Um, so I think she's all the way, like she started like from the very beginning of like book one. That's amazing, and, and she's like made, you know, like a, like a couple minute long videos, um, like basically like adapting the entire story, but with this character change for Bella. Um and, oh, that's so, great. and she just does it by herself, like on her yeah. iPhone. It's they're so good. Um I think she's up through like I think she's finished New Moon at this point. Like nice. that's where we are that's where we are in the timeline. But because of the character change it's it's like diverged quite a bit from sure. the original story as written but it's so interesting um so like uh like all through like twilight like book 1 like it like it pretty much stayed like with with the with the story as written um but then in new moon um it like So, like, when Edward leaves at the beginning of New Moon, um, in this alternate universe (laughs) where (laughs) Bella is actually friends with other girls, she, like, really, like, digs into those friendships with, like, the other girls who are actually in the story, like Jessica and Angela and Leah, um... And uh, she also like ends up starting a podcast. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's That's really great. great. It's um the the creator is um, Jack Frost is real. <laughs> awesome. I'll link her her yeah. um her TikTok uh, in show notes. But yeah, go check those out. Uh, she's also yeah. my mutual. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um. Yeah. So I mean, like, there definitely is like. Like clearly, this is an example of like how to recontextualize, yeah, this story, uh, you know, like like with addressing like the problems that are inherent in it. And it like, like I mentioned, like it diverges from the original plot of the books. Yeah. so like, I don't know if if like an official adaptation is going to want to do that, probably not. but like, yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> that sounds great though. Oh my it gosh. is great.
0: It is great. Yeah. She's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um anyway. Wow. I did not know that I would have so much to say about Twilight. I love it. Yes, I did. I did know that. <laughs> I, have, I have opinions. I have opinions
1: oh. on Twilight. So do you like the books or the movies better or do they each hold like a separate I, sphere?
0: I I rewatch the movies pretty regularly, yeah, and I think yeah. like so. I mean, I I think I reread I reread Twilight a couple years ago. I don't think I have. I don't think I've reread any of the other books. Yeah, sure. Since you know, for like at least ten years. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, the movies, they're so, I think, like, over the years. So, like, it's been, like, ten years now wow. since since the last movie came out. Wow. Um, so, like, they've been so, like, memefied and, like, oh, yeah. there's so, like, yeah, like, just there's so much of, like, an actual, like, subculture that's been built up like in reference to the movies that yeah. i feel like they're yeah i don't know i yeah i rewatched i yeah I, so i'm going to go with the movies yeah. i i think that like initially um what what to me made the first movie more appealing than the first book is that you're not in Bella's head the whole time. (laughs) Sure. It's like in the book, like you, like you literally see everything only from her perspective, which like, I haven't read all of Midnight Sun, but um, I've read like some, like like, some like comparison excerpts and like, at least based on like, you know Edward's point of view, which is also obviously limited, but sure. Bella did not like. She was not a reliable narrator. If it, if right. Edward's point of view is to be believed, or maybe right. he's not a reliable narrator. I don't know. But it's yeah. like, but yeah, like Bella had such a limited understanding that like it was. It's kind of like in um in uh Mockingjay the third. Hunger uh-huh. Games book. Like, in the book, you only have Katniss's perspective. So, like, in the yeah. movie, they're able to expand and show, you know, a more complete picture of what's happening. Um, yeah, so it's kind of, I mean, I guess, like, all of the Hunger Games movies uh, do that. Um, but, yeah. That's also yeah. a very long-winded answer to say, I like the movies more. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but they do each hold a separate place because I remember, like just completely tearing through the books when I first of read course them. like yeah yeah <laughs> what about you I
1: definitely yeah for me they kind of hold a separate place because even though I only did read the the one it does have such an association with like my own journey as a young woman and yeah. blah 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 um but the movies are just fun they're yeah
0: fun. they're super fun it's the movies are so, they're great party movies. Ex- like, uh, yes. It's great to have, like, on a TV in the background while you, you know, like, have people over or whatever. Because, like, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> they're just exactly, perfect for that. Seth. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and another thing, Seth. <laughs> and another thing. Seth? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, um. uh Oh. oh. Who would you be Hi. the most interested in seeing like an alternative point of view if for so specifically for the book? Who would
0: you want to like, like, if we did like another you know? like Midnight Sun style? Yeah, like we're retelling Twilight again from another perspective. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't give Stephanie Meyer any ideas. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have always loved Alice. Yeah. And felt like uh I felt like an affinity with Alice. Like I feel like we're similar in a lot of ways. Um so I would love to see Yeah the story from her perspective. Yeah. I think she'd be very funny and like very dry. Oh, but you know what
1: I was thinking, yeah.
0: In um in Breaking Dawn, there's a whole section of the book that's from Jacob's point of view. Oh. He narrates it, and he is hilarious. Oh, interesting! He's like so funny. Like, ah, so mm-hmm. Aww. maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Jacob's POV would be good to yeah.
1: explore too. Yeah, I also would like to read a point of view of um, the Mike actor, <laughs> <laughs> the actor who played Edward Cullen, and how much he, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> And he hates how much twilight he, like so hates much. It. So I would love to read like it's annotations. It's so funny. Like <laughs> I want to see his script notes cuz I also just thought when he was like when he interviewed like I've I had to play all these off I've, like honey stop. It's weird. Stop. <laughs> just stop. Just take your check to the bank and then go do like lighthouse or whatever.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, stop. The Batman <laughs> I maintain that that casting choice to cast Robert Pattinson in the Batman, I think that was so intentional because of his association with Twilight. Yeah. Right? Like Edward Cullen is like a like (laughs) modern-ish (laughs) Byronic hero. And I have always said that Batman should be a Byronic hero. I'm like, no, this is like, this is a, This is, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, Uh, Matt Reeves. We see what you're doing. We see it. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. But the Batman was really good.
1: (laughs) I I feel like I have to to name for our audiences. I think he's
0: so attractive, but I like don't know why. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, many people agree with you. I've never seen it. You know what it
1: is for me? Yeah. (laughs) It's the kind of eccentric artsy guy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, the fact that there's something attractive to me that he would get on the national stage and say, I made all this money from it, and I think it's stupid. Like, I think that that is (laughs) such a weirdly, like, sexy move. I don't know. That's... (laughs) Because he doesn't give an F. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> he got that money. Now he can just do whatever, whatever he wants. he can just go sparkle on his own. See, also Daniel Radcliffe, who has done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny. But you know what? Kristen Stewart has kind of done that, too.
1: Yeah. Like, Kristen
0: Stewart turned out to be like a really cool person. She's like super cool. Like, yeah. did you see Spencer? No, I didn't. She's so good in that. Like, scarily good. Like, top ten performances yeah. of all time. In I my opinion. I saw her...
1: She was in Still Alice, and she was really yeah. good. Yeah! I love that movie.
0: Yeah. She was also good in uh the Christmas one. Um, Oh, uh, Happiest Season? That I, one, yeah. I... Like, yeah, she was good in that. I, like... Felt so bad for her character, because like, right, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, anyway, <laughs> look, you know what? Maybe we should do a Kristen Stewart geek out. Um, we should. You know, we should do a, a Twilight cast. Where are they now? Geek out. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> um, where is Ashley Pattinson? Green,
0: Ashley Green, that the actress who played Alice. She actually has, like, a Twilight rewatch podcast. That's amazing. Yeah. And she's, like, I think, like, the other, like, some of the other cast members have come on as guests.
1: Like, from time
0: to time. I haven't listened to a whole bunch of, to, like, a lot of it. But I listened to, like, uh, part of a couple of episodes. It was pretty good. Yeah. It's interesting insights. Yeah.
1: I forget what it's called. I still that makes me think of the Office Ladies podcast, which is just
0: That's kind of like the feel that it has. Okay. Well, and like there's there's like there's one of those podcasts for like so many shows now. All like of there's them. one for Parks and Rec that's hosted by Rob Lowe and Alan Yang. And oh, then, like, there's, that's very there's, sweet. It is very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um so Was there anything, I mean, I feel like we got through all of our, all of our questions on here. Was there anything else that you, Uh, are you going to, are you going to go read the rest of the books now? I could, yeah. Oh, do you remember, I think this was you. I feel like (laughs) the, like, this was like years ago, you posted on Facebook when I was still on Facebook, that's how long ago it was. Wow. You posted on Facebook that you were like you were writing a paper for grad school about like I think it was like about like how teen girls are written about in in popular literature or something. And you're asking for like recommendations. Yes. And somebody recommended Twilight or maybe like you said that you were going to use Twilight. I don't remember. Someone recommended Twilight. Yeah. Okay. What, what did you, did you use it? I never uh,
1: wound up writing it. We changed course. Oh, okay. Um, But that's really, I wish I had a better me would have.
0: (laughs) I just remember that. Yeah. Because I remember everything about Twilight. So. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So do we have a, what's, do we have a moral of this story? No.
1: (laughs) The moral of the story for me is like what you like. Yeah. But also (laughs) it's okay to have fun laughing at something.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like. I feel like this is the way that a lot of people in the Twilight fandom feel about it now. Is that, like, we genuinely love it. We genuinely enjoy it. At the same time... (coughs) Sorry. Coughing. But at the same time, like, you can acknowledge, like, all of the myriad of things that are wrong with it. (laughs) Yeah. While still enjoying it.
1: Submoral. We could all take ourselves a little less seriously.
0: We could all do to
1: take ourselves just a little bit less
0: seriously? Just a little. Yeah. Like it. Like it. Yeah. And also, to (laughs) uh, be like Robert Pattinson, get that money and then do whatever you want.
1: (laughs) And then do whatever you
0: want. Uh, That's funny. All right. Whale. 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 Um, should we way, should we way. tell them what we're talking about for May? We just forgotten. decided. Yes. We just decided. Um, gonna, I'm very excited for this. We're gonna talk about about Taylor Swift, Miss Taylor Allison Swift. As I live and breathe. <laughs> yeah. So we've never uh done that before it was an original idea it was in our original ideas so we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna do it but i'm pretty excited i think that'll be really fun me too maybe we'll even get a special guest maybe (gasps) maybe we'll get taylor swift (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't have anything else going no. on. It's fine. No, she has nothing going on right now. <laughs> no, I just checked her calendar. We have a shared cal. She's definitely not on a national tour right now. No, at she's all. tech avail. She has so much time. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yes. Come back for yes. our Taylor Swift opinions. opinion And... Happy birthday to me. (laughs) And happy birthday to Rhonda. We're going to have a fun weekend of celebration. We're going to go see tulips and we're going to have tea.
1: We're going to go to Celebration, Florida.
0: Woo! We're moving there? Yes. Nice. I just, I love that. (laughs) Think of that moment where Andy is like, and then we'll move to Disney's Celebration Village. And then Angela's like, I would very much like that. And it's like I, such I a know. sweet moment of like Angela, like a very rare moment where Angela actually feels affection toward Andy. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I think Angela Kinsey does such a good job of yeah. bringing warmth to her character. Uh-huh. Um. Like when she's talking to Pam in, co- in the coffee line and she goes, Dwight Schroot from Sales. It's just like... <laughs> I'm like, yes, Pam knows who Dwight is. <laughs> and we see that, um, yeah, just her kind of humanity. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways.
0: Anyway, Taylor
1: Swift from Taylor Sims. Swift
0: from music.
1: I might have to watch that episode now where he oh. where he runs to headquarters to make sure everything's okay. That's such a he cute
0: because she was supposed to like send a document to them or something. So he yeah, like drives there late. to deliver it. Yeah. Their love story, a lot of people <laughs>
1: love Jim and Pam, but their love story, I think, is so tender and nice, while also being hysterical. I love hysterical. Michael and Holly.
0: That's my favorite. Oh, office. I think
1: about Their breakup episode Jim. bums me out. I know. It's so rough.
0: Yeah. I also, Michael, like, Scott. I also really liked Aaron and Pete, but then, like, after they got together, like, you never uh, saw them again. <laughs> <It's> yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah well also obviously kelly and
0: uh, yeah kelly and robbie or kelly and ryan oh i love kelly Kelly. and daryl remember she did a little i love
1: i think kelly should have stayed with daryl yeah because he's so grounding for her
0: but he also like he kind of has a pattern of like like he this happened with kelly and it happened we see it happen with val who like val is so cool and you're like rooting for daryl and val but then he just like kind of loses interest for no reason he's he is kind of uh cat yeah kind of not cool about that he's not really he's not really ready like he just doesn't really want but he kind of he kind of I mean like it's more understandable with Kelly but he yeah. kind of did the same thing with her where he's like he didn't really care that she wanted to break up he's just like okay whatever like, I don't know. <laughs> There's a few good moments there,
1: too, yeah. where, like, she's pulling her stuff, and he's like, no. Yeah. Like, you're not. Anyway, this is really, you know. why don't we just... <laughs> not happening.
0: What? I mean, every episode, we decide Anywho. we're going to start another podcast, but really, we could have a podcast about The Office. I mean, yeah, It would be so of course. easy. <sighs> of course I mean, half could. the time, this podcast is just it about really The Office. would be really good, too. So, let's be honest. So, yeah. Let's be um, honest. Yeah. Look out yeah. for that, friends. And <laughs> and go <laughs> yeah. check us out on the Instagrams. On the grams. Golden grams. On the Instagrams. Ooh, that sounds really good.
1: Indeed. Um, golden we are Girls. Broadcasted on Golden Grams.
0: That's a golden ticket idea. Okay.
1: We're not broadcasted.
0: Goodbye, friends. It's based on a book called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) I can't speak to that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye! (laughs) Bye-bye.